Hold on. Hey, can you still hear me? Raise your hand if you can hear me. Okay, good. All right, let me... Tiny snafu. Not a big deal. Hold on. Let me just make sure this is working. Yes. Okay. Let's try it again. Oh, we're already live, of course, because because fuck me, right? Because fuck me. <laughs> That's a great way to start the show. Hi. Hey. Ho. Ho. Ha. There we are. There we are. We could trim this up later. We'll just trim this up later. Um, hey there, party people out there in um, internet land. Uh, we got a special show for you tonight. We have a special guest. Uh, we're talking. Um, we want to talk about all the flavors. So that's what we're doing tonight. I'm very happy to have um, Mr. Nathan D. Ludwig. Uh, with us, the the president of Genre Blast Enterprises and all things that are genre-y and blasty and whatnot. Welcome, Nathan. Hello. That makes me sound way too important. So. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> What's going on, dude? What's up? Are you, are you ready? Are you exhausted? Are you tired? Yeah, you know, I'm at that I'm at that period where I'm ready for it to happen, you know, kind of like yeah. anything important, having a kid. I wouldn't know what that's like, but you know. Yeah, neither me neither. having a wedding or something, you know, I'm just ready for it to happen, you know. Right, yeah, you just want it to go go off. Yep. So, yeah, we're just in the whole promotion phase, getting all the logistics ready, getting everything to the Alamo, trailers and movies and all that stuff and just, you know, I heard nominations of being exclusive for you, Jeff. I heard nominations might come out tomorrow. Ooh. Oh, my goodness. Hey, mm -hmm. Paul. Paul saying hello. Hey, Paul. What's up, Aaron? How are you? What's up? Um, yeah, so like the title of this video says, we're going to talk about how awesome Genre Blast is going to be this year. So mm -hmm. um, it's going to be, I mean, like, man, you have 99 shorts. That's a lot of shorts. A lot. That's probably the most we've ever done shorts-wise. There's a ton of micro shorts, so it kind of makes up for it. So well, we have a lot of really short shorts this year, which are a ton of fun usually. So we program I, throughout the fest. You know what's funny, actually? And I, you know, I'm not a... I'm not a festival director and I've never programmed a film festival, but you know, you I'm should, sure you should. Eh, well, I like to be, I like to, I like to help out or, you know, do this or do that. But I, to, to, to sort of helm one would be uh, quite the undertaking and I wouldn't do it. I don't, I don't have, even though I go to the Alamo a lot, I don't have a, the type of rapport that you have with your Alamo and, I wouldn't do it unless I could do it at an Alamo draft house. So, well, that's I mean, my excuse. Alamo in New York City, you know what I mean? It's just like that's anything in LA and New York, just forget about it. Like, unless you're the president, you know, you're not going to get into any of those things. Well, we're at the Yonkers. We have the Yonkers Alamo, which is not, it's, you know, it's a great Alamo. Don't get me wrong. I've been, I've been seeing movies at that theater since the 90s. And then it changed from UA Movie Land that it, when it closed down for a few years, and then it reopened as the Alamo Draft House in 2012, I think. And I don't, I don't know how the New York City horror film. I mean, I'm sure they have money, but like it's it can't be cheap to for the New York City Horror Film Festival to play at that theater either. You know what I mean? That's like, a great. That's a good theater too. It's a nice uh, theater, right in Chelsea. I've seen the Rocky Horror Picture Show there. Mm -hmm. 
at midnight and it's right next to the Chelsea hotel. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, no, it's, it's, uh, that's a great place. That is a great little place. And, um, I, yeah, I don't know how they do it. So it like, as much as I would like to do it, I'm more focused on, I want to like, I mean, I love to support people and champion things, and that's a really important job, thankless job, but I want to make shit, you know, I just want to, you know, devote all my energy to like just making shit like all the fucking time. And I just don't think I'd be able to do what you guys do is just like so incredible and just, I can't even imagine. So. Well, thanks. I appreciate that. Be making me sound more important than I am again, but you know, yeah, it is well, what it is. We we like doing it. We have fun. We we're just movie nerds. We love this stuff. So. I um, know you're actually. What's interesting about you is, I mean, you, you, what you've done, what Genre Blast has done, has been really cool because it's like, not only have you done the festival, but you're like, I also want to make shit too. So it's like, boom, let's put out a movie, and you know, the the perfect way to do it, let's do an anthology featuring people from previous you know genre blasts and then hey i want to do books i'm going to write books and then putting out books and stuff all of it fits under the genre blast thing i so i've been taking a lot of notes out of your handbook in that regard as well you know so yeah i appreciate it yeah i want to see a uh, novella from jeff from a soon i want to see what that looks like i you know it's not it wouldn't be it wouldn't be a novella it would be short stories because i don't think i have the discipline for a novella it would either be a a, a really long novel or it'd be a really short story as, as in depth as you go into film conspiracy theories i think you'd be just <laughs> fine writing a novella i would about it as we've talked about nathan and i have talked about the writing process you know privately and whatnot it is very hard it's easy to write a screenplay comparatively speaking because there's rules with screenplays. There's no rules. It's like a, it's like literally having a blank piece of paper and being handed a writing utensil and, and, and writing and stuff. You just have to keep the reader reading when it comes to prose. That's it. That's the yeah. only rule. You right. Know. That's what you've told me. <laughs> just keep them reading. Um, Paul, Paul has, Paul just got uh, published on Paul. What would, what did you get published on? Um, Paul got pub his his stuff has been published. Oh recently. yeah, he's got a book coming out next year from DNT Publishing, which is the yeah. same publisher that put out my novel novella. It's like an in between length novel. Really novella. cool, Love Potion six six six. So yeah, that's right. exciting. So congrats to Paul for that. Yes, Mazel Tov. All right, so let's talk genre blast. So you got ninety nine shorts. Some of them are micros. This brings us back to the idea of like of they're so short you could just throw them in there like like they're. Uh, you could just throw them in there like they're little little grains of salt on a salad or something. That little was appetizers, little bacon bits. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A, my, I like that's a better analogy than mine. <laughs> <laughs> so salt grain granules on a salad doesn't really make sense. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, that's the beauty of of having something really short, even if it's like, even if it's let's say it's not, even if it's not as strong, if it's charming in some way, shape, or form. It's like, you know what? I got a little nook. I could little cranny. I can w- squeeze this in. I'm gonna pop that in. I'm gonna put that in, you know, and 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 get it get it on the, the ship. Cause it's like it's like an airplane, right? Mm-hmm. It's like an airplane. Like you can only weigh your bag can only weigh so much, 
you know, the plane can't take off if it's if it's got too much weight on it. Yeah, pretty much. It's I'm terrible at math and putting the schedule together is all about math and times and and making yeah. everything fit. And it sucks because the schedule that I start with is never the schedule that I finish with. It's always got stuff on there that gets cut and there's stuff on there that I added the last minute that because it fits time wise. Mm-hmm. So if the filmmakers were like watching the schedule get put together, it would be like a nail biter because you're like, oh, I'm on the schedule. Oh, now yeah. I'm not on the schedule. I wasn't on the schedule. Now I'm on the <laughs> schedule. You know what I mean? Like that's scary. It's, it's a roller coaster. So they don't. I mean, they don't know what it what it takes to like the process. Like this can fit here. This can fit here. Yeah. All that stuff. It's crazy, man. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, let's take a look here. Let me let me pop this back up. Let's take a look at. First of all, this is great <laughs> art. Um, oh, thank you. That's uh, my sister designed the poster um, no, based on. The, the art by Joey Souza, the, the vampire wizard fighting the um, alien vampire hunter cyborg is oh. that's drawn by Joey Souza, who did the cover for my short story collection. I love this. Sort of and then Reagan kind of took that and designed the rest of it. So it, it looks fantastic. Your sister is brilliant. I mm-hmm. love her. I, I love her the way she lays out stuff. She's very good. She has a very good eye. Um, and she, you know, that's what my film gouge away. I totally just because it was premiering at Drama Blast, I was like, all right, my poster is going to be pink on the background. It's going to be blue letters, just like Drama Blast. I There's something about like neon pink. It just looks yeah. good, man. Catches the eye. Good. It really does. The, Catches the, the eye. Yep, with yeah. the yellow. Yes, yes. It's the, these three colors go together really well. And uh, you got a bunch of great features. Well, uh, by the way, uh, are, are we? can we officially, when it, when it comes time to do the thing, can we officially... Um, uh, discuss can we officially uh you know what i'm referring to yeah well yeah absolutely okay good 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 just making sure um all right so we got something called cryptids here yes this we got poster. That, the anthology cryptids from zane oh, hersberger justin seaman uh, oh boy john william holt who directed the dooms chapel horror um uh, robert kuhn who's a special effects artist uh billy pawn who did circus of the dead and uh uh brett DeJager, who did bone jangle so all the directors have done like low budget horror features before and they're all coming together. Justin did the barn in the barn too. Zane Hirschberger did force to fear. So these guys have been making movies for the, for a while. And this movie has been a while in the making. They've come together and each story is like a tales from the crypt kind of version of cryptozoology monsters, crypt, you know, cryptids. There's the, yeah, there's Mothman, the, the melon heads, Mothman, Flatbush. You know, troglodytes and just all kinds of crazy stuff in this one. The Loveland frog, man. Um, Love it. Uh, so a lot of fun stuff. Um, Joe Bob Briggs plays a uh, radio DJ who kind of does the wraparound story where he's doing a call-in show about cryptozoology and perfect intros each story. So it's a lot of fun. It's, it, it's, it's a really good, good, good makeup effects and gore. Lots of fun stuff in that one. That's, that's perfect. That's perfect. Um, then we got murder size. I've actually heard of this one. Yes. Murder size directed by, Paul Ragsdale and his wife, Angelica de Elba. Um, it's the first one that they've directed together because Paul has directed some movies before Slash Lorette Party and... Uh, <laughs> well, I love the pun on words. Yes, Slash Lorette Party, Streets of Vengeance, which is kind of like girl gangs beating up on guys. And that was a really cool yeah. one. And then he, I think he also did one that was kind of like a themed, kind of holiday-themed horror movie called Cinco de Mayo. So Ooh. he's done a lot of really cool stuff. We've played his stuff before. We played Streets of Vengeance at... 
Chad's Festival, Grindsploitation. I believe we played Slashlight Party there too. So this is the f- first movie from him that we're playing at Genre Blast, and we're still trying to get him to come. He lives in California. He's still he's still on the fence, but I think we're swinging it our way. So we're That's trying to get great. him to show up and hang out at the fest. This movie is just a retro throwback slasher movie. It's really funny. It's got some really funny dialogue and writing. Um, it just you know. It's 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 a, a really great cast. Ginger Lynn Allen is in it. She's a cult icon from uh, from you know the nineties, and it, it's it's a lot of fun. And you know, there's a lot of good looking women in there too. Let's not pretend. You know, let's it, not it, pretend. It, let's not pretend. Let's and pretend. Uh, you know, the premise is that they're making uh, this exercise video for perverts. Basically, it's just oh, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like they're making yeah. it's an exercise video, but they're selling it to dudes so they can you know and. Uh, but, you know, the lead actress is taking it seriously. And this is her chance to, like, become something that she comes from, like, a small town. And she's entered the world of filmmaking, as it were, quote unquote. And everybody else is a sleazeball in the movie. And then and then people start getting killed. It's really fun and very funny. And some of the some of the dialogue exchanges, I was laughing out loud. So I'm looking forward for people to check this out. That's kind of like our midnight movie on Saturday, which is what you had last year. You had that That's cover right. of Midnight Movie Spot last it's year. It's a great, uh, it truly, it, it's a great honor. It's a great honor, and it looks like the perfect uh, the perfect spot. Uh, this this looks perfect for that spot, and I love the font here. The murder size font looks great. Both these posters, these are phenomenal posters. Yes. Uh, n- next, we have Live Screamers. Ooh. Yes, Live Screamers is the sequel, but... It is not a direct sequel. You don't have to have seen Live Scream to get Live Screamers. But if you have seen it, it'll add to it. So <coughs> it's the second in the Live Scream series from Michelle Iantuono. Uh, this movie is a lot of fun. It's and If you've seen Live Scream, the special effects and the video game design in this movie is a huge step up uh, compared to Live Scream, which was already really cool. Um, and it's about this group of kind of like Twitch-style gamers that all have their own you know, personalities and Twitch channel account, video game channels. I tried to explain all this to Chad and he had no idea what I was talking about. He's like, people watch people play games. What? I don't understand. Yeah. It's it's um, a complicated world we live in. (laughs) But if you like horror movies, you don't need to know anything about Twitch and gaming. You just have to know that there's a really compelling story here. It's a dynamic ensemble of characters, all kind of vying for attention. And they're playing this cursed game that uh, their manager, their handler uh, of the site found on the, on uh, like a nefarious site. And uh, it's, it starts killing them as they're playing it, which is what happened in the first game too. But th- this is kind of amped up to more, to even more kind of like, uh, I don't know, manic level. Um, but it's a lot of fun. It's got a great cast. Michael Smallwood, who's always great is in it. Christopher Trindad, um, Ryan LaPlante, who's a friend of the fest is in this one too. He does a really great job. Uh, Neoma Sanchez, is really good in it. Um, uh, Maddox Julian Slide gives a great performance. Um, just a really good ensemble cast. So if you like video games and you like horror movies and you like people dying, this movie is for you. And this is a world premiere. Oh, boy. Now, the, why is a world premiere so important or coveted or uh, appreciated at a film festival? It, it, because it's it, it has that feeling of exclusivity. Um, it has that feeling of this is the first place that you can see this movie. Right. Now, Jar Blast has never been like super covetous about world premieres. We're just kind of more of a happening. We're a gathering, a community of filmmakers and film lovers who are just kind of here to let's see what you got. And let's all gather around the campfire and watch these movies. 
Now, if we can get a world premiere, that's awesome. And I always do try to get them, but I don't compete with other people for world premieres. If you want a world premiere somewhere else, I'm fine with that. I don't hold grudges like that. I, if we can, like I said, if we can get a world premiere like Live Screamers, that's fantastic. I'm just happy that uh, they want to play with us and people yeah. are going to really love love this movie. Live Scream was a hit in 2018 in Drawner Blast. The theater. I saw it. Yeah, I saw it. I saw Live Scream at 2018. Yeah. I was there for that. Saturday afternoon matinee, yeah. and it was, oh, it was yeah. packed. Everybody kept coming yeah. up to me and saying how much they loved Live Scream. So. I mean, that year was a legendary year. You were there for that, Jeff. It was like live screen. Was it a legendary year, really? Lieutenant Jangles was there that year. Yes, I remember that Cyborgs, one. Cyborgs, Bong of the yep. Living Dead. That was a killer yep. lineup that year. I'm Dreaming of a White Doomsday. I'm right. The Ranger was there, I think, too, right? Yeah. So the Ranger was there. So that was a heck of a year. And it's nice to have a kind of a revisit to that with live screamers. So and I'm now, really excited about that. Not only not only is there genre blast, but we also have waffle blast, which is actually so so hold on a second. Before we continue on, I have to I want to make an announcement. I've actually commandeered and sort of like stolen genre blast away from Nathan and made my own spin-off. I have a waffle festival <laughs> at Genre Blast. It's called it's called Waffle Blast, and it happens. <laughs> That's hilarious. So now, and there's nothing that anybody could do about it. It's just it's it's totally this thing that I made up originally by myself. That I I am the founder of of Waffle Blast, man. It's the just CEO Waffle, of Waffle Blast. Blast. We had a we had a blast. <laughs> last year didn't we hit it we hit waffle house twice last year was it friday no, saturday night De I, uh maybe i don't know i i think we did denny's one of those times maybe it was two waffle houses I I think waffle know. house is the only thing that's open after like 11 o'clock well that's for certain and i know that i know that this year there will be another edition of waffle blast we're gonna uh, start handing out awards yeah, no, completely original, unique uh, waffle festival that takes place during the Genre Blast Film Festival, and it only can happen uh, after hours at after Genre Blast. It's called Waffle Blast. It's this is the this is I guess technically the we've done two and a half two and a half waffle blasts. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I mean that's yes chair yes chairs will be thrown. That's not true. Chairs won't be thrown, but I will tell you, there will absolutely be um, some sort of eccentric waitress that takes all our orders, the food. One will... of us will be belligerently loud drunk. Um, <laughs> another one will just be giggling the whole time. You know, yeah. we should hand. Okay. So the awards this year. Okay. Okay. There will be an awards. Uh, there will be awards this year. They will be um, little packets of like jam and butter. <laughs> so that'll be the butter award and the jam award and that's my jam um there'll be a butter award butter my buns is another one and uh we will the judges have not yet the judges have not yet decided who will be nominated so to answer to, to go back to what we were saying at the at the beginning you asked me you said jeff why don't you do a festival nathan it's already happened we just didn't realize <laughs> Waffle Blast is amongst you Waffle Blast. It's it's you know it's a thing. It's a thing. It's a spinoff. It is a spinoff Waffle Festival that happens at Genre Blast. That's where we're going to do the real awards when nobody's looking. Is that that's, Waffle Blast? I actually, that's exactly what happened. 
that's exactly what happened. Sorry, I just got a little lightheaded from laughing at that <laughs> because that's exactly what happens. Uh, no, it's a lot of fun, and you should join us when we go to Waffle House at an obscenely late hour and eat food that is not good. The, the, the food oh. at Waffle House is not good. It's like atrocious. When we say obscene, we're talking about we're rolling up into the Waffle House at like two o'clock in the morning. <laughs> yeah, it, it's bad. And like I said, there's like an eccentric waitress who's like, I, she's kind of indifferent to us being there. Like, could we're just a bunch of like film guys. But we're like, always we're always polite though. I want to very yes, so polite. We're so not polite. we're not douchey. We're super not nice douchebags yes. at all at all. No one's a douchebag. Um, but we might get just, a little loud joking around. But we're right. Super we get nice. passionate about movies <laughs> and things. But that's it. That's just the way it is. So you know, and and listen, I had such a good time. I don't I, you know. Generally speaking, you know, there's a lot of different reasons to go to a film festival. Sometimes you go. If you have a movie, you go and, you know, the, also too, you know, it's like it's tough to go to festivals when you don't have something playing because, you know, it's an investment of resources to go to a film festival if it's not if it's not like near you. But like, you know, genre blast and in general, there are these festivals where it's like it doesn't matter whether you have something screening or not. You should just go and have fun and, and watch it and rub shoulders and, and this, that, and the other. And, you know, that's the way, that's, that's the way of the world, you know? Hell yeah. So. You know, it's an investment to go to a film festival. I know because before I started this, I was doing the, you know, I'm a screenwriter and sure. a filmmaker too. And I got caught up in this genre blast stuff and we've been doing it for eight years, but you know, um, it is an investment. I've been to fantastic fest. I went to fantastic fest in Austin in 2014 with Chad. And it was like, not cheap. Yeah. <laughs> it was Not a cheap. lot of money. Mm -hmm. But I still think about that festival and the memories from going there and seeing these awesome movies that I still talk about. Like that festival, as far as their programming, that's like my Mount Everest. As far as the movies that I want to see is a fantastic fest. Like I wish I could yeah. go back. If I had another $1,500, I could drop on a trip. You know what I mean? Like I would go in a heartbeat. So it's a good time. That yeah, it's, like it's a good, good time. time. I love film festivals. I feel like I don't want them to die. I don't know. I don't want to get too depressing, but you know, with the way theaters are headed and film festivals aren't too far behind, I hope people well, keep this stuff alive. Here, okay. So here's here's what I here's my what's it called? Not rebuttal. My response. I guess it's a rebuttal. Here's my rebuttal to that. <clears throat> I think that the two are not mutually exclusive, and I not think necessarily, yeah. I think that. Yes, you're, everything you're saying about theaters is correct, and they are endangered, very endangered in a lot of different ways. But I think as long as you have DIY filmmakers and independent filmmakers and micro-budget filmmakers out there making stuff that wants to that they want to get screened, they will they will put on their own they will put on their own movie theaters, whether it means at a library or at a hotel in like a lobby or some shit, you know, whatever. It, it it will it will go on in some way shape or form and you know that's just as fun too i've done stuff like that or been involved with stuff like that and that's a good time man that's a really good time as well so i mean that's that, i think that's where <laughs> a lot of this stuff needs to head with, with with the way studios are going everything needs to go back to super independent like real independent not miramax independent like independent independent underground cult low budget you know, DIY filmmaking is going to, I think is going to make a big comeback as far as notoriety is concerned. 
they're going to capitalize on what's going on. It's already happening, but it's always been there. But I think it's going to get a little bit bigger here coming up soon. So I have a lot to say about that. But before we dive in, um, there's one thing that we need to acknowledge. It is it's a sticky situation. Yes. It's a very sticky situation. And you know what else is sticky? Nathan, do you know what else is sticky? I believe it is riotstickers.com. That's right. Stickers are sticky. And particularly, riot stickers are sticky. And we are here to announce something super very important. Yes. Not only is not only is riot stickers, Sharpie Riot, aka Josh Grove, aka Sharpie Riot, CEO of Riotstickers.com. Not only are they the official sponsor of the From Us channel. Uh, I, you know, I don't want to steal the thunder. Um, Nathan, what would you like to say? Riot Stickers is an official sponsor of the Genre Blast Film Festival as well. Oh, and that is super exciting because they're super cool. MG. So you will see Riot Stickers uh, stuff at the festival. You'll see their awesome commercial at the festival. We'll, we'll be plugging uh, Riot Stickers hard, especially at Waffle hard. Blast. Yes, that's true. They're sponsoring Waffle Blast too. I, of course, they're the sponsor of my Waffle Festival. Absolutely. My Waffle Festival. I was the one who... <laughs> I, like, totally commandeered Jabra Blast and made it to <laughs> Waffle Blast. Um, no, I'll be walking around. I'll be walking around probably with one of these stickers things tagged on me, and I'm going to wear my Riot Stickers t-shirt. And, uh, you know, here's the thing about Riot Stickers. So just take a minute to just talk about this, because this is important. First of all, Here's the we have a special promotion at the Frumus channel. You can't get this deal anywhere else. It is an incredible deal. You can get a thousand stickers for $79. That's seven cents a sticker. Do the math. That's unheard of. You cannot find seven cents a sticker. It's three inches by three inches, which is a little bit bigger than this. It looks kind of like this. It's more of like a, like a square. And basically, look, if you're a filmmaker, if you're a band, if you are whatever you are, you need to have a place where you can represent your image and you need to have it in a place that's going to be protected by the sun, by a UV coating. That's going to be waterproof because it's printed on vinyl. This is your real estate. This is the perfect place to do that riot stickers. And, you know, there are so many filmmakers I know out there. You know, we always talk about bands and music on here. Filmmakers, you can get really good stickers and postcards. Filmmakers love what is the typical thing that filmmakers like to do at festivals? There's tables for it. What do they do to promote their screenings? Um, you know, we have most film festivals have a little freebie table where you can put business cards, postcards with your image of your film or your screenplay on there, um, and stickers, bumper stickers of all stickers of all kinds. Little mini posters, keychain, any kind of tchotchke you can think of, bottle cap, bottle openers, whatever. People will put that on the table with their film brand logo on there. Right. And I'm sure Riot Stickers can print on most of those things. Riot Stickers prints on all of that stuff. Yes. All of that stuff. They print. You see this banner behind me? They printed that. Okay. They do incredible, incredible work. And, you know, again, the reason why you want to go with riot stickers over the competitors besides the great value is as follows. Sharpie Riot, he's an independent business owner. He's an independent-minded guy. He cares about the independent artist and wants to work with you 
to represent your image in the best possible way that he can with his business. Riotstickers.com. Heck yeah. I love it. Let's play the video before we continue on here and talk about what you just brought up. Cause I have, I have some things I want to say about that. Um, here is the 60 second video uh, from the guy who sings from less, less than Jake. We are back, and there's one last piece of business that we did not discuss. Uh, I'm doing a T-shirt giveaway. That's right, folks. I'm giving away free T-shirts that will be printed by riotstickers.com. And um, all you got to do is answer a trivia question. And guess what? He doesn't even realize that this is about to happen, but Nathan is going to come up with a trivia question that you have to answer by the at the end of the episode. So at the end of the episode, I'm going to ask Nathan to reveal his trivia question and then you're going to send an email to fromismail at gmail.com. You know what? I'll let the handy video do the talking for me. I'm going to be doing a live show every single day. I'm going to be giving away a t-shirt. At the end of every episode, I will ask my trivia question. You will send your answer to fromismail at gmail.com. And the first person to answer correctly will be the winner. You give me your name, your address, and your t-shirt size. If you are outside of the continental United States, you will have to cover shipping and handling. Join us night after night where I will be doing t-shirt giveaways. Who doesn't like a free t-shirt? I'm not going to go easy on any of you. I'm going to ask really hard questions. So be prepared. All right. So Nathan, you're going to think of a question, right? So is this a movie question or anything it could be anything if you want to make it a movie trivia question it could be that it could be anything you want and you know what i'm about to give you a moment to think about it as i explain what i was going to explain before about the state of things going back to being independent um we are at a crossroads i think that being an independent uh indie filmmaker it's like this real crossroads right now where you know uh for some not for all for some a lot of it has been playing catch up every time there is every time there, the goalpost is in sight of like, okay, all I got to do is make a film and then I got to do this thing. And then my movie will get out there. The goalpost keeps changing. It keeps changing and evolving. Uh, sometimes it's, it, it happens in less than a year. Sometimes it happens in a couple of months, you know, but you got Amazon prime and then Amazon prime goes out of style. And then all of a sudden film hub, like all this stuff, all this stuff keeps changing and the ultimate, all of it is leading to one of the following things. Take it easy, Paul. We'll see you at Java Blast. All of it is leading to um, one 
incredibly important notion, at least the, the, the realization that I'm coming to. And it is that in this day and age, if, and I'm saying, I'm putting a couple asterisks here. If you are a self-financing filmmaker making a movie out of your own pocket and you go to incredible lengths to get your film made, there is no reason why you should not be self-distributing your own movie with all of the technology that is available, with the ability to you know put something out and retain the rights. There's no reason for you not to do that. If you are being an entrepreneur and going out there and making a film, why would you turn it over to a distributor? Like, why would you turn it over to a distributor if there's no, if you're not going to get anything out of it, you know? And so I just think that there is a great wave coming. And I think you're going to start seeing very soon. You're going to start to see the rise of like basically what happened in the eighties with punk rock, where, bands wanted to put out their own records but could not get record deals or record deals that were were not lucrative or something and they were just putting out their own records and selling them and that we we're going to see a new era of punk rock filmmaking that's what i think is going to happen i think so too it's already happening i do know yeah. some people that are already selling their movies themselves Yes. You know, I mean, uh, Brian K. Williams and Scott Shermer, they were selling stuff. Their movies. They were early. Yeah. They were early. Jonathan yep. Strait sold um, Night of Something Strange on his own website. He was selling movies out of the in his garage. You know, like he had all this stuff in his garage just selling it on a website. So, I mean, um, you have a label. You've started a label essentially I as well. Honor Blast Books. I'm selling books from my house too. So, you know, we just started. I got a book for me, a book from Chad. We got another one coming out that's from both of us. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's all grassroots stuff. And I think, you, you know, you're right. Whatever you want to make, whether it's a book or a movie or a comic book, all you got to do is find the right people that want to do it. And you have the technology and the tools to go out and do it. There's no excuse anymore. And, you know, people are like, oh, well, you know, just because you can shoot on an iPhone doesn't mean you, you know, should. It, it, don't listen to those idiots. Just go make your movie, you know. Those are the people that want to criticize and they don't, they're not supporting anyone's movies anyway. So why would you listen to them to begin with? So just go out and make your movie. Absolutely. Make your web. So do whatever you want, fail, succeed, do whatever you want. Yes. And I will tell you that it's not, it's not, it's not written in, it's not concrete yet, but uh, I am planning. I have already, I have invested um, time and resources into uh, basically creating a my own imprint as well. Frumis is not just a YouTube channel anymore. It is also going to be a physical distributor of books. And uh, no, sorry, uh, Blu-rays, possibly some books, if I can get these things written, and possibly some vinyl in the future as That's well. Great. So we'll see. We'll see. But, uh, you know, I've had an LLC for a long time. And, you know, I've made movies for incredibly small, small amounts of money. I don't see there's no reason to go. If I've been so autonomous, there's no reason for me to go to a distributor who's not going to give me a minimum guarantee, which is a a chunk of money up front for my film. Who's going to tell me potentially that, you know, it didn't make any money. And then what I've, I've gone to all this trouble to just give away my movie. I might as well, if I can, if I can do all that other stuff, why would I not also sell it myself? Like it's crazy. It's crazy to me. So it really is. 
Yeah. So God willing, I will have with me um, copies of my second feature, which is my first release, um, soon to be followed by three others. We have three other releases cooking in the background as well. I could say that. Can you share any news on on gouge away yeah. at all, or are you? Yeah, so yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying gouge away is gouge away is uh, uh you know what? Fuck it. Should we just show the art? I just want to show do the it. Art it's your quick. show, man. It. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's your it's 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 your show actually, but well, wait, we're it, the movie's related to genre blast. So yeah, 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 yeah. Good point. Good point. Oh shit, is it not on this? It's on my hard drive. I don't even have a screenshot. Oh. Damn it. <laughs> I, the heart, I forget it, dude. I can't. I don't have. Wait, wait, wait. Actually, maybe I can get a thing. Hold on, real quick. I share. So one while you're looking for that, yeah, so go ahead. Keep talking. John or Blast. We got some other really cool features. I don't want to short shrift anybody. Uh, Pound Cake, directed by owner Turkel, is a really funny kind of like uh, on, serial let's killer. Put that up here it is. Yeah, owner. Killer. Owners. Sorry, go ahead. I'm sorry, I cut you off. Go ahead. It's about a serial killer that's only killing straight white guys, and like the kind of the meta commentary during the movie is like, who cares? Like, <laughs> it's not a big deal. <laughs> like, who cares about straight white guys? So, but I mean, it's it's more than that. It's very funny. It's ta- it's it's talking about everything that everybody's talking about right now, and that's why some people are going to hate it. But I, I think that if you have a sense of humor and half a brain, you're going to enjoy this movie. It's it's a lot of fun. It's pretty savage, but it's also pretty spot on too. It's not, uh, it's not saying anything that it, it's not already out there, but it's saying it in a, in a very funny expert way. So yeah, and if you've seen Summer of Blood, you know Owner Turkel is yes, I very love funny, Summer of Blood. You know, <laughs> actually, that. Owner Owner has been on Pizza Punk. He's been on my show. We there's a great three hour conversation about movies on my channel with Owner. If you that's awesome, if, yeah, he's if, super, nice. Yeah. super nice guy, super nice guy. Um, yeah, um, Forever Home. This one is this one people are gonna love Forever Home. Um, it is a kind of like haunted house horror comedy with heart, but the special effects in this movie are so well done. The acting is amazing, the screenplay is amazing. I'm excited saw, for this one. I, yeah, I saw this at another festival in Ohio, I believe it was Horror Hotel, which I was, I'm a huge fan of Horror Hotel, it's super chill festival. Me and my buddy John Hale, who a lot of people probably know uh, from Worst Lady. Shout Blues. out to John! Yes, he saw, he saw it there too with our uh, with our uh, other GB homie Brian Nuri. We're all there watching Forever Home, and I was Nuri. like, "Wow, this is really good. We have to play this at John or Blast." So, luckily, the director, excuse me, Sean Oliver, and uh, the writer star Drew Latham were there at Horror Hotel. I was like, "Guys, submit! Like, here you go, submit!" And uh, uh-huh. now we're here. This is like I believe this is the East Coast premiere of Forever Home. They're from uh, Arizona. They played at a couple places. They played at uh, the Phoenix Film Festival. Now they're here. Um, I'm sold are, on the name and the and the poster alone. I'm it's, sold. It, it's a double meaning for the house because the plot yeah. is basically this this newlywed couple. I don't know if they're newlyweds, but they're you know, this cute married couple move into this house that they've been they've been looking for their own house for a while. And once they move in, they realize that they cannot leave the house. They're like supernaturally connected to the house. They can't leave. But all the ghosts that live in the house, too, can't leave either. So they're both stuck with each other and they don't know what to do with each other. And the, the ghosts, the ghosts range from terrifying to hilarious. There's like a there's like a hand ghost that comes out of a toilet that tickles people's bums. There's um, there's a really scary ghost that kind of is controlling everything. And you get to the bottom of that. But like every character in this movie 
from like the nosy next door neighbor to the the goofy psychic medium that shows up halfway through the movie like you when these characters show you up like okay this movie's about to get derailed but it's terrible performance or whatever every single performance in this movie is spot on and it it makes the movie better and makes it funnier and more heartfelt it's ah this is such ec- expert filmmaking for this for this level i mean i'm, for I'm excited man i'm excited i was sold on the uh title and the poster alone i was just like all right i'm in <laughs> so I'm, I'm happy about this great then, great film and then we have the once and future smash I'm oh very yeah excited. These guys. I'm okay. excited to see sure. this one. No, I've heard seriously. Good things. No. Michael and Sophia are longtime genre blasters. Michael uh, J. Epstein and Sophia Casola. Uh, their double feature, Once in Future Smash and Enzo 2. I'm sorry, August Kane directed Enzo 2. I've been contractually obligated to say that August Kane is the yeah. real director of Enzo 2. Don't get two. sued. Those Michael? guys, listen, they have been involved with lots of lawsuits. And yes. they... Oh. I don't even know if I can say that movie's name. You can't talk about that other thing because it it was it was ugly. I was involved with that one too. It litigious. was ugly. a litigious and ugly. Don't want to even talk about it. But this so one, they, this Michael looks interesting. And are responsible for restoring the lost film End Zone Two, and they have created a documentary around it called The Once in Future. Oh, thank God they uh, did this. And I mean, and Bill Whedon and Michael St. Michael's. I mean, I mean, Bill Whedon has been in all Billy bajillion movies, cult, low budget, underground mm-hmm. films. He's funny as hell. And Michael St. Michael's. I mean, if you don't know him from anything else, you know him from the Greasy Strangler, which and is, the video dead video, and the dead. video dead. And it, the, the Greasy Strangler is one of my five funniest films of all time, without a doubt. I love it so much. You know, it's so, I mean, I was wheezing for air laughing at that movie. Oinker, I love your loafers. Thank you. I rented them. <laughs> so, the, uh, his his monologue about how he hung out with Michael Jackson. Yes. And amazing. is one of the funniest things ever. And tangentially on Friday at 10 o'clock, which is shortly after this, after Once in Future Smash and End Zone 2 play, there's a short film called a Ben Evans film and it stars Sky Elobar who is the star of the Greasy Strangler alongside Michael Oh St. Sky Michael. yes yes mm-hmm. okay so I hung out with both Michael and Sky at a at a so they had a sc- an early screening at the at the uh what the hell is it called in Brooklyn the Night Owl the 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 what the hell is the name of the theater it's a Bruin view like uh Al, uh like Alamo it's called the not the night owl. Why am I lo- I'm, I'm I'm at a loss for words. It's In the Angelica case, Film Center, Jeff. No, it wasn't the Angelica <laughs> Film Center. But I've I've been to the Angelica as well. Amazing hallowed grounds. Yeah, the Angelica, obviously. But um, the all three stars were there, and, and we went to a a a greasy hot dog after party that was sponsored by Specter Vision with the stars. I was hanging out with Sky and Michael St. Michael's. I had Michael St. Michael's. They both strangled me in a That's picture. Awesome. It was great. Great time. Great time with those guys. Excellent. Very, people. very cool. Yeah, we're super excited about this movie. It's got it's got a ton of people in the horror community. You know, Lloyd, Uncle Lloyd, Lloyd Kaufman's in it. Oh, of you course, know. Uncle Lloyd. Can't forget him. Uh, Todd Farmer from Jason Act. I mean, like everybody's in it. Victor Warren cool. from Friday Thirteenth. Like all the all the horror convention icons. Like because they filmed this at Mad Monster Party, I believe, yeah, in North wrong. Carolina. So there's a ton of convention people in this movie, uh, providing their expert expertise on this lost v- Vietnam era cannibal football revenge movie. Which is, <laughs> oh my god! 
which is a lost genre, which is now yeah. underappreciated genre. Now let's talk about for a second what what amazes me about this, and you know, I mean, they've they've done it. I've seen that them, you know, they've been to a lot of festivals. What's amazing is that they've done something quite extraordinary in the sense that they've not just been selected for one movie. They've been submitting a double feature. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's and kind it's of crazy. everywhere. Like, yeah. It's what a crazy thing to do. And trust me, I tried. You can't play one without the other. <laughs> like, I'm like, I can't, I can't reject either one of these. Like, yeah, if we're going to do it, we got to do both. It's so, like, like, it's like a two hour thing, right? Like yeah. the it's, it's crazy. It, it's, mm -hmm. it's really, really crazy. And I can't, I'm honestly, I'm very excited. The concept is cool. This is their, um, like, this is their opus magnum right here. This is like, yeah. Meta, and I mean that in the most flattering way. Meta, commentary, like satire, comedy, mockumentary, you know, lost film, mash every, everything. It's so much fun. I'm in. And it doesn't I'm overstay its welcome. The, the smash is an hour and 25 minutes and end zones an hour. So it's just like That's you get perfect. a little bit of break in between the two and it's two and a half hours. It's perfect. That's perfect. Sounds like a, sounds like a grindhouse that actually runs runs smoothly you know oh, i don't know what what are you referring to because well just because i well listen i love grindhouse i'm just saying that grindhouse was three hours long and if you saw grindhouse on its opening night like i did in 2007 you know by the time by the time jungle julia and her friends die it's like 2 30 in the morning and you have to uh, like watch a brand new set of characters get introduced after you've watched um, the movie and a half. And I'm like, I was exhausted. I was like, the, I don't, I'm not a fan of Death Proof. That's what it is. I'm just not a fan I of Death love Proof. Death Proof. I, Death Proof gets so much shit. And it look, does. It does. You're, you're entitled to your opinion. No problemo. But I love Death Proof. I love the dialogue. I love the characters. I'm a Tarantino fan. I'm not a fan of the person, but I love his movies. I just... There's something I love about movies. him. I, I, I love, love his movies. I, he's one of my favorite filmmakers of all time. I love Tarantino. However... Does, I does think that mean that I hate Planet Terror? No, I don't. But no, I like Planet Terror. I can throw on Death Proof more than I can throw on Planet Terror because Planet Terror is kind of like a it's very funny, but there's something about a lot of Rodriguez's films that feel very gimmicky to me. Well, here's and, the thing about Rodriguez. I love Rodriguez too for different reasons. I love him, love him, love him, but his movies are there's not a lot of substance to the story. There's no substance. There's no like, right. Rodriguez has the sizzle, and then for me, Tarantino right. has the steak. That's which what is, you can dig into. Which is why from Dust Till Dawn, the true grindhouse <laughs> that's is their true collaboration. Yeah. Th that's the goat because that's that well, that's the proto grindhouse because because the first half, the, literally the first hour it's is a Tarantino movie. It's a Tarantino crime movie. And then the second half, the second the last hour forty minutes is Robert Rodriguez balls to the wall. It's desperado in a fucking yeah. bar, except he's like, Hey, let's add vampires to that. Yes. What a fucking movie! That's like, when what like, a movie, <laughs> and I, I do I do hold them both in very high regard because I like Grindhouse. I'm not saying I don't like it. it. I was yeah. in high school, like I was in tenth, eleventh, twelfth grade when all those movies were coming out: Pulp Fiction, right, Desperado, you know, um, From Dust Till Dawn, Jackie Brown. 
all those that's what i was form formulating my movie tastes at that time right so right i was like desperado this is the, like the this is a crazy ass action movie now they got a vampire movie and i by the way i love that making of feature film oh yeah full tilt bookie is so mm -hmm. great yes is so great and that's actually i'm going to segue into two things before we move on to our next movie using that as the segue that is what I, in addition to my my first two features coming out on my own imprint, um, I have a third feature that was yeah. not intended to be a feature. It was supposed to. It started off as a forty five minute, at most, making of the movie featurette, and the story was. It's not a unique story. It's a story that I feel is actually quite common. It happens to a lot of filmmakers, and it happened to a lot of filmmakers during COVID. But it was it was my story of of starting one project that 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 totally like exploded because of COVID, and then coming back a year later and finishing it as the sequel to the movie that it originally was. That entire story is being told. In it's I don't know how long it's going to be. Right now, it's about seventy something minutes, but it keeps building and building. So that will be the third release, and it's kind of like a full tilt boogie a little bit in that kind of way it's a making of behind the scenes it's got a little bit of everything um and that leads me into we were talking about before let me just show it real quick since we're here and then we're going to move on this is the art for my uh first feature my sorry my second feature my first release mm -hmm. this is gouge away heck yeah um, and we are going to, uh, hopefully have some of these at genre blast. We'll see. Oh my God. Everything. I can't wait. Please we'll say they're coming. We will see. And look, the, once again, yellow, pink, and the blue, it it's, all, it it's worked. Perfect for this year. This is the official yeah. film of genre blast 2023 <laughs> on Blu-ray. Well, we have to add our, we have to add our genre blast laurels. I totally Heck forgot what goes yeah. on. So yeah, it's got to go as well. All right. Enough about that. Um, what did I, oops, let's, let's get back our, let's, let's go on to the next movie. Um, here we go back to genreblast.com. Uh, then we have, this looks very interesting. Oh man. Are you coming in on Thursday? No, I'm what my plan is to leave super early Friday and hopefully get in by Friday afternoon. That's what I'm okay. hoping. Okay. I'm sorry to be missing this. No, because it's I think you would love this. Uh two it's like 10 30 on Thursday. This movie is so good. It's Kenichi Ugana, is the director from Japan, and it's called Love Will Tear Us Apart. And it's about this young boy and girl who formed this friendship, like amidst all this bullying around them. And uh, she, you know, an incident happens, a couple people are killed, and then she ends up growing up and living her life. And then all of a sudden, the killings start all over again. And you, find, you get to find out, like, what, what really happened between them and what's really going on with these, with these murders. And when I say murders, you're probably thinking, like, oh, somebody got stabbed or somebody got pushed out of a building. Guts are on display. People are painted in red. All right, this, now I'm upset I'm missing this. This sucks. This is a splatterific Japanese dark horror comedy drama. I mean, if I'm you in. watch a lot of Japanese, you know that kind of pathos sure. mixed with histrionics, but also that really poignant stuff that punches you right in the gut. Like, 
Oh yeah. With tons of gore and blood. This movie is so good. Um, don't sleep on this movie. Like if you're on, if you're there, John and blast on Thursday, stay up till 1030 to watch this. You, you will not be sorry. I promise you. It's not hard to stay up till 1030. That's not the hard one. The hard one is the 12, the midnight one is the harder one. Yeah. Those are always yeah. the hard ones. Pound cake is on Thursday too. So pound cake. Is oh, I'm going to miss pound cake. Yeah. yeah. So now me. Project Eerie. So who loves found footage? Raise your hand. I know I love, you you love I love, love found, found footage. footage movies. You and love that. This movie is really good if you love found footage stuff. And and Chad loves found footage too. But I love, and I'm not saying this is a bad one. I'm just saying I love found footage, even the bad stuff that you're like, all right, I get it. I will seek that stuff out on Amazon Prime and watch the hell out of it. Now, Ricky Umberger is the director of Project Eerie, and he created a trilogy of found footage horror movies called the fear footage, which some of you will probably probably heard of it's on Amazon prime. Chad and I played the first two fear footage movies at grind exploitation, super claustrophobic, super freaky found footage films. And this is his next one. It's not related to the fear footage. It's a different one. It deals more with like uh, aliens and secret projects and stuff like government experiments and stuff like that. Uh, you know, wrapped up in an anthology format, like the fear footage stuff. So, yeah, if you like really creepy alien abduction stuff in found footage form, this one will freak you out big time. So, yeah, Project cool. Eerie is where it's at. I love this movie. It's a great poster. Great yes. poster. Oh, they're using 1942. I know this font. I have yeah. that font. It's a good font. It's very clever, um, actually. Gorilla Dogs. So Gorilla Dogs is from <laughs> a team of filmmakers called BPO Films, and it's those three guys there, Ryan Littner, Ben Deedles, who has been in a ton of uh, Zane Hirschberger and Justin Seaman stuff. I think he actually has a small part in Cryptids as well. And he was in, I believe, The Barn 2 last year. So these guys have been making movies for a little while. They did a couple of movies called Slaughter Drive and The Bergeron Brothers, which is like a wedding videographer mockumentary that uh, is pretty funny. So uh, this is the first time they've been a genre blast and they're bringing their kind of wartime slapstick goofy comedy wartime comedy gorilla dogs and that's playing sunday evening and uh it's a lot of fun it's like these three bumbling privates that are kind of caught up in a in a gorilla war between these two like the 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 two the two sides are called the cause and the effect and one of them is is uh the cause are like super militant kind of like gilead kind of kind of guys and uh the effect are kind of like the gorilla freedom fighters Good, um, good poll. You used Gilead. I knew exactly yeah. what you meant when you said that. So exactly, and they're kind of they're they're put in charge. Their sergeant kind of puts them in charge of a of a high value POW uh, to okay. ransom them, and they're just you know just bumbling fools. And it's very funny. It's a lot of I can tell there's a lot of probably a lot of improv in here, but it's 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 well done. They're charming, goofy, funny guys, and I think you get a couple beers in you. I think you're going to enjoy Gorilla Dogs. It's going to be fun. I, I'm surprised that they're not doing some sort of hot dog tie-in that's <laughs> i keep thinking about hot dogs well you haven't seen gorilla you dog. haven't seen the menu yet jeff uh-oh uh-oh oh my god what is what is future smash gonna be i i can only imagine i don't know i don't know oh boy okay we have a james fox film and that name sounds familiar to me because um james fox was on the very second Biodome. episode the second episode of Real 96 podcast, which I desperately miss. Like I'm bringing, I, I'm bringing it back. 
I'm waiting. We, dude, we have not completed have, the saga have, of Tom Arnold. I have a dozen episodes that I still haven't posted yet. I did a whole episode on Muppet Treasure Island with Tim Tromner. I don't Oh, that that is OK, <laughs> especially with Tim, Tim and his puppets. By the oh. way, Tim will be there. Tim, we love Tim. Tim has uh, some shorts that can we just talk about Tim shorts for just a moment? Oh, my God. Tim is a genius. He He's is so a genius. funny. And uh, I read he he submitted a script this year called Foreign Duvet. And I laughed so hard reading this. Um, and he had one last year that was not necessarily a Tim Tromner script, but it was so good. It was called Surprise Baby Shower. I heard, remember it, hearing about that one. That's a that's a savage little little short uh, <laughs> screenplay. It's really really good. Um, I hope he starts making, you know, because he's been making a, like a lot of little short stuff, kind of like for Stevens Festival and stuff, and that's that's all well and good. Um, but he needs to start making like more short films, like the Pikmin model, uh, the Pikmin method. And uh, like go swole ghost. I want to see another like 10 minute short from Tim yes. soon. I actually what I want is I want him to make like 10 of those and then save them up and then string them together so we could have a like an anthology like Tim Fest, like just for I'm, I'm hoping minutes. he does this far in duvet because I think he can do it. And it's all about a guy who gets trapped in a duvet when he's trying to put it together. I'm gonna tell you something. If Tim, if I still lived in Chicago, I don't live there anymore, but I used to live in Chicago. And if I knew Tim when I was living in Chicago, Tim and I would be making a movie together. Hands down. I would, I could say that. I haven't even, I never said that to him, but I just know, I just know hands down that he and I would, would just like, like get up, get on it and just make something really fun. Heck yeah. I wish. I wish. He's so um, creative. Yeah, he really is. He really is. Okay. So we have James Fox's crypto shadows. Yeah. Crypto shadows is kind of like a sci-fi techno thriller about this young, uh, kind of like computer hacker programmer. And, uh, she sees a pattern in this cryptocurrency that leads, that could lead to the truth about her grandfather and this weird, weird goings ons. So it's if you like paranoid kind of conspiracy thrillers, and it's a one-woman show, Michaela is it. She's the only person in the movie. What? Uh, as a character. I mean, there are like very tertiary characters and some phone calls and stuff, but she's the star of the show. It's all her. So uh, she does a great job. And it's a good Dude, little thriller. You have like, you have a really great vocabulary. You know that? You've used several words tonight that like, I'm kind of thinking, like I'm trying to remember what they were. But tertiary, what a great word. Well, I, I studied the dictionary and I got to learn new words. If I'm going to keep writing, I don't want to repeat myself. Hey, I, you know what they say about writing too. They say, if you want to be a good writer, do two things, read a lot of books and write every day. You got <laughs> to do it. I don't feel uh -oh. like that when I'm writing Jeff, I'm like, I don't know any words. These words are dumb. <laughs> right? It's like the ball will down the hill. You know Pretty what happens? Much. You know what honestly happens sometimes um, you'll be writing or I'll be, let me, let me speak for myself. I'll be writing or as I'm trying to write this story, I'll be writing. And I just put so many fucking adjectives, not adjectives. Like I have so much information that I want to convey. And like, I'll, I blink my eyes and go, Whoa, that is the longest run on sentence. Cause it just flows like a, like a, like a faucet. Then I go, that doesn't work. That needs to be broken up and possibly, you know, re, constituted what's going on matt how are you uh it has to be reconstituted that's tough that's a real tough it's thing very tough Nathan. not um, easy 
I, I, you know, sometimes you sit down and write a bunch of bullshit and none of it works <laughs> until you get to one paragraph and then you just delete everything else and you keep that paragraph and then you go from there. So sure. Sure. You know, or sometimes you'll just be get frustrated and you just write a bunch of stuff and you don't like it and you just throw you just put it away and then come, come back a couple weeks or months yeah. later. You're like, hey, this isn't really that bad. I you let like it cook. This. You, know? you got to let it. You got to let it, let cook. it cook. Even though if it was it wasn't what you were looking to write, it can still be good. By the way, I love starting shows at 830 and not like 930, 10, even though that's like the most convenient time. It's just so nice to do an early show. Love this. Um, that's very nice. Uh oh, I know what this is. I recognize this because I've seen it already. Which one is it? Um, this is uh, Fat Fleshy Fingers, right? Yeah, that's right. I was just testing you to see if you knew which oh. one it was. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> I, I, I was a backer. I, I supported uh, this movie. And yeah, Fat Fleshy yeah. Fingers. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get on Steven because they don't have an actual poster. Like poster poster. What? Come on, Stephen. Fleshy fingers produced by Stephen Still. You know, you'd think he'd want to have that, but uh it was either this or a picture of a guy picking his nose, which was on film freeway. So right. Um, I figure people would like this one a little bit better. All you gotta do is slap fat fleshy fingers on there and put the put the credits <laughs> at the bottom, you know what I mean? But uh yeah, this is another anthology, just like cryptids. We're playing two anthologies, right? Right, that's right. This one is playing Friday night at midnight, so you'll be here for that. Um, oh boy. Yes, this one is gross. There's a reason we're playing it at midnight. This is like, this is some gross stuff, but it's really funny and weird and out there. This would be like if, like, I don't know, like Louis Boonwell and and like David Cronenberg yeah. and 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 Hodorowski and all these crazy filmmakers got together and made this acid-induced anthology about these like worm, these parasitic worm sex toy dildos that come out of perfectly people said and, perfectly you, said you know and cause all these hallucinations and, and it's crazy it's just there was there was one segment near the end where i was eating and i almost vomited and good good for them that's that's not that's on me not on them <laughs> by the way um i have to tell you that that reminds me of michael j epstein's beard because you know we're going to take cultures from the beard and we are going to seed chins with those cultures. And before you know it, we're going to be profiting like mm -hmm. big time. It's going to be a big, big time profits. So I'm very excited for that. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, and there are so many shorts that we literally like it would be impossible to yeah, sit here and be shorts. Yeah, 99 so shorts. Uh, well, we forgot about the zombies from Chris McEnroy's playing. Uh, that's a fun one. Oh, there, excited you know, for that stuff! You know, death metal and we summoned a demon and all that stuff. Yeah, that, I like that, we summoned a demon. That's a good yeah. one. So yeah, there's all kinds of good stuff playing. Tim Trotter has two films: Poison Controlled and Mayo right. Chaco Nightmare. Um, Travis Kierman has got Demon for Hire. Um, Brooke Sellers is uh, Violet Butterfield, makeup artist for the Dead, is playing. I mean, there's so many good films playing all weekend. There's shorts blocks. We're playing shorts in front of features. There's shorts everywhere. They're like barnacles, mm. but good mm. barnacles. The type of barnacles that have tasty meat inside that you pry open and find tasty morsels and they don't get caught in your teeth and they're wonderful. That's mm -hmm. the type. They're those kinds. And it's just going to be just going to be a good all around time. I, I really am excited for this year. The one thing I'm not looking forward to is the drive 
I the drive is always like yeah. What is about five hours? For me, it's five hours. It's actually the drive there is fun because you're looking forward to getting there. It's the drive home. I'm not yeah. gonna lie. Like literally, the worst thing ever is the drive home because you it's gotta like, stay Sunday night and leave Monday morning. Well, that's really hard. It's like it's always very hard logistically. I know. So what ends up happening is I have to leave way earlier on Sunday than I intend to because la like last time we left too late and we got home super late, but we didn't want to miss you. You know, I felt like I felt like it would have been uh, rude to uh, skip out right at the moment when everybody else is in the hall in the lobby. Your movie was playing, even though I had seen it already. Mm -hmm. And I just wanted to be in the screening to show solidarity because that's important. Well, that you just stay even later this time. That way, when you get home, it's morning. And then, oh, okay. I like your logic. That's, that's just, a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one. No, it's, it's going to be, listen, it, it's going to be a lot of fun. I can't wait. Um, the tickets are available now. They're $65. There's always lots of cool merch. Uh, there's themed food and it's just going to be a lot of filmmakers talking shop, bipping and bopping. Um, tell me, Nathan, have you seen Project Greenlight at all? I haven't seen the new one. Have they done one since what, 10 years ago? They just did a brand new one and it might be the most important one of all. It's and not for the reasons that they think, although Better those are the John Gulliger season. Actually, that's okay. So, first of all, that's, that's the I think that's the best film to come out of Project Green Night, hands oh, down by far. Hands hands down, number one. Number two, I love John. I think you he's mean a stolen summer is not 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 better than uh <laughs> is that, is that stolen summer and then uh that was the first one, and then Battle of Shaker Heights was another oh, one. What was the one they did that was the last season? It was like five or six, seven years ago. That guy was a goofball, the guy who wanted to shoot on Bruce, film. Bruce Greenwood was in the movie, it, it was like about the family. Yeah, and he wanted to spend three hundred thousand dollars extra on. He was film. out of his mind. And he was out of his mind. Nobody liked him. <laughs> nobody liked him. Okay, so, so this one without no spoilers, but I will just say, they, what I realized about what this brought, what this made me ultimately realize about Project Greenlight, is that if you pick the right person for the job, then you're not then you can have a very boring TV show. You need to pick. They don't pick the right person. They pick the person that's going to potentially create the most friction and conflict because it's going to make the show interesting. And that's good for the TV, but it's bad for the movie. So it's this weird paradox of a, 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 a reality show about trying to make a movie and trying to make a good movie. But we're but snatching defeat from the jaws of victory because we're going to pick someone that's problematic and the stakes were high because this show was all this one was all about diversity and representation and you know they they just they really shit the bed in many ways but they created the best episode of TV of TV I, for I want to watch okay so IFC did this show a long this is so long ago it was called Film School did you ever see that never saw Film School. Okay, so it's like 2004, 2005 ish. Um, that was a good show because it was like it, they they took NYU student film projects and they followed them around as they did it. And it was like I kind of liked that a little bit more than trying to like film a dumpster fire. You know what I mean? 
I just want to see them and their challenge, the challenges they run up against trying to make these movies. And then kind of at the end, they go into the room where the, where the teachers are and they critique their movies and they just tear them apart. Like, cause these, teachers, <laughs> these teachers are just savages. They have, no yeah, they are. Whatsoever. Film school teachers are savages and they, so, yes, they are. It's worth it just for that because the, you know, these, these, you know, these college filmmakers are in tears, you know, after they made their, proudest achievement and the, their teachers are just like meh <laughs> where is not available i now i really want to watch i it. think ifc put it out on dvd i don't know if you can still watch it streaming or anywhere but oh I man used to have i gotta it, look for it i used to have that on on dvd and table for five do you remember that show table for I, rem five? I remember table for five it's kind of like the hollywood round table thing yeah that they have yeah. now um and then there's also i've never seen i saw I saw Robert Rodriguez make his movie Red Eleven or whatever. Um, mm -hmm. But there's a, there's the one with there's this also the the original one, um, the first season of uh, Rebel Without a Crew that I've never seen. But you know I, we I know all about it. I've still not yet gotten a hold of it and watched it. I want to watch. You know it. Josh Stifter? Of course I know J Josh. Josh played with. Uh, yeah, you uh, were there. Yeah, good yeah, yeah. good exorcist played with Romeo's Distress at. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I've been on his show. Uh, yes, I know, Josh. That, that's what I'm saying. I've still never seen it. I want to see the show. Um, so yeah, I love Good Exorcist. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so let's wrap things up. Uh, this this was uh, really informative. Learned a lot of things about all the movies that are going to be playing, or some of the features at least. And um, yeah, I'm just I'm 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 stoked, man. I'm really stoked. And like I said, everybody is invited. The only thing you have to submit to Waffle Blast is a desire to be up at 2 a.m. I'm going to make an official post about this on Facebook. I'm going to officially announce Waffle Blast 2023. All you need is a smile and a willingness to go to Waffle House. We have to go to Denny's in the morning too. Like it's not complete oh, in the morning. Oh, that's Chad's get. That's Chad's bag. If you want to go somewhere in the morning, you ask Chad. I do not get up in the morning. <laughs> we. What are you talking about? We go to Denny. I'm talking about when we go to Denny's the next day. Uh, I don't know Denny's. if that's in the morning. I'm talking about Denny's. But we, uh, uh, we go to Denny's. Like, well, I got a film festival to run, Jeff. I can't just leave. Yeah, you can leave. Let's just go to, go to Denny's. It'll be great. It'll be. A we'll good we'll time. make something happen. Okay, right, during, maybe good. during Friday during the day. Good. So. Good. 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 All right. All right. Peace and hair green. Wait a minute. Whoa, 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 whoa. We forgot to ask the question. Perfect time. Let's ask the question. All right. So once again, here are the rules. Let me play. I'm going to be doing a live show every single day. I'm going to be giving away a t-shirt. At the end of every episode, I will ask my trivia question. You will send your answer to fromismail at gmail.com. And the first person to answer correctly will be the winner. You give me your name, your address, and your t-shirt size. If you are outside of the continental United States, you will have to cover shipping and handling. Join us night after night where I will be doing t-shirt giveaways. Who doesn't like a free t-shirt? I'm not going to go easy on any of you. I'm going to ask really hard questions. So be prepared. All right. Are you ready for your question? Yes. You want me to just say it? Yeah, just say it. Go ahead. All right. In the movie Predator 2, what role was Arnold Schwarzenegger originally supposed to be? Oh, that was a perfect fucking question. Just name perfect. the actor who was in that role instead. There you go. There you go. That's all you got to do. That's a question. And also, Predator 2, literally lethal weapon and Predator combined. 
the <laughs> first predator. <laughs> no, it's true. If you take predator and you take lethal weapon and you combine them together. By the way, both movies produced by Joel Silver. Both movies star in, Danny Glover. In the same universe. I would like to see Lethal Weapon and Predator 2 combined cinematic universe with Danny Glover playing Lieutenant Harrigan and uh, Sergeant uh, Murtaugh. <laughs> I mean, he literally is. Harrigan is Murtaugh, but yeah, whatever. Basically. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that that is that was my that was my grand epiphany last time I watched predator two okay thank you nathan we'll see you all next time we'll probably do this next year as well as we yes. get ready that's what we do peace hair grease nathan will be back probably when some movie comes out that we want to discuss we can and, do we can do a post gb kind of like de debrief if you want to yeah oh that'd be great we should do that that's yeah, a good yeah. idea um hold on one second let me see how this ends because this is friggin oh i'm closed up did that give me did that end there we go end the stream